Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the year. It's the Going On Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. How was your holiday? Oh, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I didn't really do a whole much of anything, but, you know, can't complain. Oh, man, me neither. And that's why I'm so happy. Like, I just was like, I didn't do anything. Like, I was like, oh, man, it was so nice. Like, I, I shook off. This was the year that I shook off all the BS about, like, uh, you know, Hollywood movies that tell you is like, you got to spend time with 80 million family members during the holidays. Like, no, nah, man, you, you know, like, I, I ain't got money for that shit. Let's just hang out with the people that are close to us right now. You know, the fucking chosen family, you know, exactly. There's already enough stress that you don't need the fucking pressure, you know, the fucking like the societal norms of things that they expect you to do on New Year's and Christmas. Man, fuck that. You know, just just fucking do you take it easy. You deserve a break. Actually relax. Yeah. But can tell you who needs to fucking relax. (laughs) (laughs) Needs to fucking chill. (laughs) Y'all take a chill. Time out. Y'all need to cool that shit out. And that's the double truth, Ruth. (laughs) Where is Lil Yachty when you need him? (laughs) Over the Christmas break, and that's what makes it worse, is like, wasn't this Christmas time? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? What if if your boy just sits around with a fucking gun over his shoulder all year round? Oh my god, it was so just like unnerving. Like, it was a cartoon when he just pulled it. Okay, so... (laughs) Yeah, who are we talking about? How it all started was Lazy, like, made a YouTube uh, or made an Instagram video where he was like, yo, you know, who's saying who's the best? You know, it's like, uh, Migos is saying they're the best. Nah, you know, you, you know, it's the veterans that are the best. You know, guys like us are the best. And it's like, doesn't every rapper think they're the best? Like, what? Bragging makes up so much of so many of the fucking rap songs we hear about. Like, I think it's always about, like, you know, fucking money or whatever, but very rarely do rappers ever talk about, like, being the best at rapping. People talk about being the best at rapping. It's just that, Who like... Who does, though? It doesn't come up that much. Yes, it does. All the time. Does I, I, it, though? Rappers are braggadocious in nature. That's what makes it kind of funny that, what's his name, Open Mike Eagle did that one song, Qualifiers, where it's like, we're the best, kind of. It's like, because no one does that. No one ever goes like, well, you know, I'm okay at rapping. Like, that's not the thing you do. So it's just like, why are you even getting mad that a young rapper says that they're the best? Of course they're going to say that. See, like, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm racking my brain, because it feels like we hear rappers... On the indie circuit, who feel like they have something to prove, they're the dudes that'll fucking, you know, brag about being the best at rapping, but I don't really hear that much on the radio, I mean, honestly. well, spe- if you're saying specifically Migos, Migos do not specifically say that they are the best at rapping. That's true. Like, or, or like your Post Malones or guys like that. They, yeah, they're not going to say they're the best at rapping. They're just saying, like... I'm great because I exist. So like you said, it's like, yeah, I've never heard them specifically say we're the best rap group. So that already kind of felt like, okay, where did that come from? All right. And so he's talking about it and I, I can't find a link to it. And so all I'm going off of is like, all right, all of a sudden Lazy Bone just doesn't like Migos, I guess. And then on top of that, he, you know, makes the video and says like, who says they're the best? We're the best. And then Busy Bone in his home Goes like, you know, y'all stop fucking with me and da da da. It's like this weird one-sided fight 
where like yeah. I, I literally haven't seen the Migos say anything. And then for some reason, Lazy Bone disses 21 Savage too, who I'm 100% sure has not said he is the best rapper alive. Like, no, no. Even if he did, you guys said you're the best rap group. He's, he's not a group. So why are you bringing him up in a diss that you released like Christmas Day or the day after? It's just like, dude, be with your family, man. Like, go, <laughs> you know, have a cup of eggnog, chill. Here's a question, because I didn't listen to much Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I remember you've mentioned them once or twice. Is that something they would do? Fucking say, like, we're the best rap group? They were huge at one point, like... They were one of the few rap groups that did the double album thing, you know, when that was a trend. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that but, fucking Wu-Tang. But yeah, no one has ever been like top 10 best rapper alive. And if Lazy Bone isn't in there, we're going to start a riot. Like, no. And, and wait a second. The one rapper who does come to mind when we talk about people who've called themselves the great, greatest rapper alive, fucking Wayne. Why doesn't anyone ever come after Wayne? Well, it's because he has already worked with 100% of the industry, so it's kind of too late. Uh. (laughs) That would be too many bridges to burn. (laughs) Fucking Migos and uh, 21 Savage are just enough on the come up still in a way. Sure, they're huge, but they're nowhere near Lil Wayne status. Did you see 21 Savage's response? Oh yeah, he, he couldn't give less of a fuck. Lazy Bone made a diss track called, oh my god, how the mighty have fallen, called Let Me Go. No man, not like this. <laughs> but here's the thing, like I said, like it's so funny to me because isn't the stereotype usually that the, the, the young ones are the upstarts and they're raising hell and they're starting all the shit and the older ones are like, calm down young man, you need to... Yeah, because this does remind me of uh, the Ice-T Soldier Boy beef from a decade ago now, where Soldier Boy was trying to flex because he was on the come-up and he was making waves, and Ice-T was at that point just basically an actor who really hadn't been releasing music for a while at that point. He made a diss track, like, he was at the introduction of a mixtape. He said, like, yeah, this is real hip-hop. Ain't no bullshit Soldier Boy fucking you know her i think he said like hurricane chris or something like that like he mainly said hurricane chris but he also mentioned soldier boy he was coming after rappers with beads in their hair yeah yeah and i remember that shit that's right okay don't you also do beads in your hair i mean what i'm pretty sure we can find a picture with a quick google search yeah yeah i know like the soldier boy thing They've got me siding with the fucking young dudes over these fucking legends because these legends don't know when to fucking stop. Like, they don't know when to step down, step back. They're the ones who are starting the shit when you really look at it. Like, on a on a surface level, I want to be the one to go, hey, you know, it's the older guys. That, like, that's what it feels like you should do, right? Like, the older mm. guys are probably in the right. The younger guys need to chill, you know. Like, with the KRS-One and uh, Nelly beef, you know. Uh, I remember when yeah. I was younger being like, all right, well, I guess I got to be on KRS one side because he's cooler to me. And, you know, you want to take up for the underdog, you know what I mean? But it was just like, when you actually look at how the beef starts, it's just like, wait, this whole beef started because Nelly had a song called Number One 
and KRS-One had a song in the 80s called I'm Still Number One, and you're like, how dare you say number one? I have that trademarked, apparently. Do you really think that's what they're comparing? Do you think they're saying, do you think Migos is saying, we're the best rap group of 1997? No, maybe that title belongs to you, but maybe in 2018, 2019, maybe there are some other contenders. I'm trying to think of, in in rap, like, what a legit disrespect looks like i mean you you know actually you know who has who has reason for beef you know who has absolute reason for beef kwame do y'all remember uh notorious big he had that one line where he's like you're played out like kwame in them fucking polka dots oh yeah that's grounds for a legitimate beef when you're called out (laughs) on a fucking song like that and it was yeah. like, I didn't even do anything to you. And the thing <laughs> is, because Biggie was on the come up, he's like the new school at that time. It's like, yeah, yeah that guy was kind of whack, wasn't it? <laughs> and, you know, that's how things kind of travel around. You know what I mean? You know, it'd be so funny if some rapper now dissed Soulja Boy and Soulja Boy is like the old guard. What? And he has to be the fucking curmudgeon. Fucking get off my lawn with my video game console waka flock of flame who was like y'all motherfuckers need to respect the legends i was like waka weren't you the guy they were, they were just complaining about like what what type of whiplash shit was this <laughs> i'm telling you rap is such a young genre that it, it's like dog years where like a month is like a year that boondocks episode where they made a joke about the turnover for like rappers thugnificent makes uh he, he, he's shouting out people who's like i want to shout out google the bone mouth this dude that dude and you know dj vlad's like what do you think about sergeant gutter and he's like man fuck sergeant gutter that nigga eat a dick and he starts going off and everyone's like oh and he's like oh wind up wind up Whoa, hold on let me get this straight you know and he's like and he just starts going in on him and in the episode, like, the whole joke is, like, I think it was, like, the first season when uh, Thugnificent was the new rapper. And now it's, like, not even the second, third season. And already he's the old news. And literally he, uh, DJ Vlad goes, like, so what was it like for you, you know, making a uh, hip-hop back in those old days that were, again, to reiterate, so long ago? And, you know, Thugnificent <laughs> was like, I, I mean, my mixtape only came out, like, four years ago. <laughs> it's true though for real (laughs) and now it's like it seems like it's slowly starting to get quicker you know what i think really helps with that the fucking double xl freshman class how we have a new class every year that automatically makes it feel like whoever came out last year is already automatically old news because they're not the new class anymore we had to put an actual label on it to specify no 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 these are the new cats. Like, dude, some of the folk, like, what if the people from last year's class don't even have, like, a fucking album out yet? Ah, it doesn't matter. The fucking time's passed. They had their window and they missed it. (laughs) They had their chance. (laughs) Right? Like, there's some people from last year who I still never heard anything about, really. Like, they didn't make waves like that. And and then you sort of think, like, well, because then you hear someone else from that year who's like, they actually did put out an album and they didn't get any love. And so it's like, well, what the fuck? How are you vetting? How are you guys vetting this? like, look, if you need to hire someone to listen to hip-hop all year and figure out what's going to be what, like, like I'm right here. Like, <laughs> Now, here's how it ends. So, Busy Bone goes on Instagram and, like, yeah, pulls out a huge-ass shotgun and starts brandishing it, like, behind his back, like, you know, like, holding it, you know, over his arms, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to fuck with me. Don't come over here, son. And I was just like, I'm... 
honestly, as I'm watching this, I'm like scrambling trying to find what did Nico say? Because <laughs> this whole time, I'm like, I don't know what they did. I don't think they did anything. Fucking Offset's too busy with take me back publicity stunts. <laughs> right, right. I don't know what the hell the other dudes are doing. But yeah, I didn't hear them fucking chiming on this shit at all. They're like on the sidelines just minding their own business. The last video, which was the funniest, of like <laughs> Busy Mode going like, yeah, that's right. I sure did show them on live on Instagram. <laughs> it sure was a good idea to brandish a weapon and threaten someone's life live on the internet. And then, of course, you hear a woman go like, hey. And he, and he does like the most dismissive arm thing. <laughs> He's like, be gone, peasant. king of the castle. I'm busy making my Instagram live video. This is important business. Your shit can wait. I do not wish to avail myself to your audience. He about turned his nose up. Like, he's so cartoony. And then he fucking, like, I guess he was like, it's the fucking cops. I mean, he's, his fucking tone changes so quick just from, be gone. Oh, shit. He goes from the king to the, the like, the, the puppy-eyed, like, Disney character who's, like, just found out he's in trouble. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking face he made is priceless. I was, oh. I was just like, you know, honestly, I think we should be doing more stuff with Busy Bone. I think he has a way more interesting life. Why don't we know more about him? What is he up to? Like, is there more where we haven't, we just haven't seen, you know, like, is there, is there more spine tingling adventures of Busy Bone? <laughs> He's got a fucking name. Like, prime for, like, an R.L. Stein book series. Oh, it's Busy Bone and Lazy Bone. What, the what are they up to? Busy Bone. People talked about it, but I don't think enough people talked about it. Like, I think people didn't really acknowledge how bizarre the whole thing was. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, I mean, I, I try not to just do, like, celebrity gossip stuff, but it's just like, this is really fucking weird. Like, what is going on right now? Like, are these guys okay? It seems... Out of the fucking blue, and it just ends as quick as it started. And I'm sure fucking Migos and Twenty One Savage just standing there like, all right. So is that just so is that just like it? <laughs> what just happened? Is it just over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like and and I gotta. Like, I, I think just, we just watched <laughs> a group implode. Like what? <laughs> 21 Savage says in the video when he responds, he's like not heated. He's not angry. He's just like, he's honestly, every time I've seen people try to fuck with 21 Savage, like I want to start a hashtag, leave 21 Savage alone. Like he doesn't fuck with anybody. Like he's, he's the one guy who seems like, oh yeah, he's probably on that real shit. Like he got kicked out of this place and this, that and the third. And he just happened to get a record. It was like, yeah, you know, he's probably on that real shit for real. And then it's just like, why do people keep fucking with him? And, and and you see his responses are always usually pretty chill. Like like with this response, this dude was brandishing a firearm, threatening him, made a diss track to him. And Twenty One Savage just gets on live and just goes like, "Yeah, um, I actually like this guy's music, and uh, that was one of the worst diss songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, what was that? What? Like he's just giving an honest. He's just like." Man, no, he was just like, no cap. That's the worst track I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, and I actually fuck with some both of us too. Like, I came up on him like, but this shit, what? Where your homeboys at? 
Your homeboys ain't shit. What is it? Is there no one around you to tell you no? Tell you to stop? He said that man homeboy ain't shit. Is that exactly what we were saying that like Drake doesn't have real friends? Because <laughs> right. he has no one around him to tell him like, dude, stop! What the fuck stop are you doing? Everything about your life. <laughs> Twenty one Savage, just being just real chill, just like, dude, what, what, what does this even have to do with me? <laughs> like, I just, I just absolutely love this fucking video. Like, he, Twenty One Savage isn't like my favorite rapper. You know, he's not like, you know what I mean? Like, he's okay. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm cool with listening to a, tra- to a track from him every now and then. But it's just like he has a really interesting disassociated personality with what's happening. It all just kind of happened around him. Yeah. Like, he didn't really have much involvement <laughs> in it. He was just kind of there. That's probably the weakest diss song I've ever heard in my life. No cap. No cap. <laughs> like, the way he said it, he was just so nonchalant. Just, no cap. <laughs> There's a level of disappointment there. Like, oh, wow, shit. Wow. Fucking dudes from Bone Thugs fucking recorded a diss track to me. I gotta hear it. Ah, oh, shit, that's it? Ah, oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, that would be funny if he was, like, actually kind of excited. <laughs> He's fucking marking out. Like, oh, shit, can't wait to hear it. And then it's just such a letdown. <laughs> like, he, he actually has a smile on, my fa- on his face. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so fucking fun. We're gonna go back and forth. And, he's losing. and then you just see the slow 21 Savage face start to take place. Like, just, huh, all right. Yeah, it's like, I guess I won't be recording that response track. <laughs> right, right. You can see him putting the phone down when the person <laughs> he was about to call. <laughs> he, was, he was about to jot some shit down. It was like, eh, it's not worth my time. <laughs> I have never had such a polarizing <laughs> album experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is the yin and yang of good and bad music. You must be talking about Persona Non Grata by Urban Dance Squad, requested by Ryan Lee Husted. Thank you for your request, and if you too are listening at home and want to request an album for the show, it is simple as a one-time pledge to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. This album was bad. (laughs) What in the world was this? Oh, 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 dude. All right, look. Man, I was so enthralled by Ryan, how I'm horrible so this was. I'm so sorry. I, I had to, to hit. Do. I had to hit the Wikipedia. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Something's afoot. What is going on? <laughs> We've talked about this a few times in the past, where we talk about a rap album from foreign rappers doesn't translate. It's all word salad. That it doesn't mean it. Like when I first saw, I knew something was amiss. When I saw the name Urban Dance Squad, I almost wanted to text you back and be like, hey, we're reviewing an album, right? Not like an instructional dance video or something like that, are we? (laughs) And at any point, did you feel like dancing to any of these tracks? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. At first, Molly and I were talking about it because she said that she had actually heard them before, and I'll get into that. That her first impression was that they sounded like a uh, a weak Rage Against the Machine uh, cover band. Oh, here's what they sounded like to me. I wrote down they sounded like like if SpongeBob took new metal seriously. Like, am I 
am I fucking lying to you? What what they sounded like to me was listen to old, and I mean like first couple albums of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Because this is some 1994 rap rock for that ass, and it's uh, not on par with Rage, uh, as you might uh, it, as you might think. It's very primitive. It's the equivalent of um, remember that song, the Tom Tom by the Tom Tom Club. Oh, the genius, uh, genius of, love. of love, and it was like this is what black music sounds like, right? <laughs> yeah, and you just have the James Brown, <laughs> James Brown, right? Black music. And so it's just like, yeah, this is what rap rock sounds like, right? And look, f- for fucking uh, perspective, and I understand, th- this is a Dutch uh, rap rock group, so there is that... But that, they're uh, speaking English the whole time. Rage Against the Machine's self-titled album came out in 1992. This is two years later, and it sounds like this. That's unexcusable, my dude. As you said before, Word Salad is a very... Uh, very appropriate uh, description. There's the first couple of seconds when you're listening and you're just like, your brain's just going like, am I, is this a dream? Am I like going crazy? Like what's happening in this music right now? It's like, you start to think like, it's a disassociative type of experience. Like you're legit like, I know I understand English. Why does this not make sense? <laughs> you know? And then you're just like, and, and then you say, wait, no, there's, a, like, it's the first moment where you're like, there must be something wrong with me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't my fault at all. This just sucks. <laughs> the first line of the first song, I kick the lyrics so hard, people get injuries. I that it, it's only downhill from there. That's oh. the thing. That's the best line. Ooh, That's the best boy. line. I was so baffled by what was happening. I was like, "What is this?" When, <laughs> who are just these? angry. I, I demand answers. <laughs> <laughs> so I find out that like, yeah, they had another hit song. They were kind of a part of that wave of like. The lovely, you know, the sort of like, ooh, 90s mashup, sort of like playing with different styles and stuff like that. And they they had a their biggest hit, you might know it, called Deeper Shade of Soul. I listened to that and it was like, wow, this sounds exactly like the the same sort of style they do, which is like, except transplanted onto a happy, shiny, early 90s song. So do they just do this? They just take people's styles and then just like say gibberish over it? And so it was like, and it made sense why that was their biggest hit, because that's what sounds the most 90s and sunshine poppy without like, because the second you get beyond what they sound like, you have to deal with what they a- are actually saying. And it's nothing. It's just fucking nothing. And it's... It's annoyingly nothing. The first song is called Demagogue, and it has nothing to do with demagoguery. But the chorus is just, here comes the demagogue, the funky demagogue. And it's like, the funky demagogue? <laughs> like, a funky demagogue play, plays on, like, hatred and stuff like that. Like, like It's like they're finding words that aren't necessarily opposites, but just, like, words that you would just be confused by them being next to each other. You know? Like, they're not weird enough to be, like, drastically like, ooh, is there some sort of imagery going on here? They're just... it. Like This is what I wrote down after a while. I was like, it's like they're from an 
alternate alien universe that's trying to imitate like my favorite music in order to hypnotize me like that's what this sounds this sounds like something from like a, it sounds like a twilight zone episode but like the aliens fucked up and like the, the song is going wrong and i'm and i'm obviously hearing it but because they're aliens they don't know that it doesn't sound right you right know? yeah and you know what's funny to me is that despite being dutch they still make like pop culture references that americans would get like yeah. there's a line in the first song i flow fat on the tracks like kid called fat joe so it's like all right well a that wording is very awkward but okay <laughs> i i see what i see i see what you're doing there but i will however give him points for making a kurt cobain reference and having it not be about his death <laughs> the line watch me bloom like kurt cobain it's like oh shit actually referencing a nirvana song and, and not just making it the, the joke about the suicide other lines that i have highlighted from the first track mc's cup ear better hear some authority lyrical gestapo introducing the majority I, that that's an example by the way of what you get on most of the songs. It's just words that sound alike, but it doesn't really make sense. And an example of uh, something not translating. You want to see a joke? Check a look-alike. Which, which I'm going to guess they meant like a mirror? Or, or, no, no, no. I think you meant check someone who's imitating us. Oh, I thought it was like a, you want to see a joke, look in a mirror type joke. But but it doesn't really work. I like how both of us have our own interpretation of that shitty line. Yeah, the delivery of the words doesn't work. I myself think it means this. We have a whole fucking debate on the lyrics of Demagogue. <laughs> um, now, the second track, though, Good Grief, is... I'm going to go ahead and put it in the category of quintessential 90s because my friend it has the distinguished honor of having been featured in the movie hackers Ooh! not only is the song on the soundtrack my guy they actually go to a club and urban dance squad is performing Performing! Oh my god! They I thought you were just gonna stage. say the song plays! But when you said performing! They are on stage, jumping around, doing the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers bit. You know, I will say though, full band instrumentation, like, I gotta give them credit that they're like, you know, playing their own shit, but like, it's not any good. The music is passable if you have a low standard of quality of like, what rap rock should sound like. Like, if you've ever heard a Rage album, this isn't gonna cut the mustard. I welcome you to my jungle like my name was Guns N' Roses. How do you do, fellow 90s people? <laughs> I blast the sound. You check the sound. You gots to be down and be like Charlie Brown saying, good grief. Stop. Fucking... Stop. What else is there to say? What else is there to... Like, I... Oh, there's plenty. I took notes oh on every God. song. Really? I, I just... I couldn't... I couldn't do it. Like, I went through it the first time, and I was just like, huh. 
what the hell? <laughs> and then the second time, I was just like, uh-uh. Like, I got to, like, maybe song number five. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is bad. What? What is that? And I, could could you find the lyrics? I found what were partial lyrics on Genius, but... That's exactly it. I was like, this is not worth writing down the fucking lyrics to. I'm just going to guess half this shit. Exactly. Like, this isn't worth rewinding to find, like, oh, let, I, oh, I need to hear this five more times. Because that's what I have to fucking do. If the lyrics are just out there, you can copy paste and put them in. But no, if, the, if I have to listen to this shit, I'm fucking sorry. This is absolutely fucking abhorrent. This is shit. What's funny is the first two songs have the highest ratings of the songs on the album. Because it does just get worse alienated is like slowed down and thus even more boring uh candy stripe experience has this weird or candy strip experience that that was the yeah that was one of the ones that i i I had highlighted yeah yeah it starts with like these fuck up false starts i don't know what the point of that is it's at this point where the uh, where the lead vocalist's uh, high pitched voice officially got on my fucking nerves, and I had fucking had it. Um, I got a best man. I got a best. Got a best man. Got a best. And then just thank you, man. Thank you, man, for minutes. I c- come on, self sufficient snake, almost. Six minutes long, mind you. Uh, Dull-ass, repetitive riffs. I just wrote, fuck this so hard, gave up halfway through. Some chit-chat, so incredibly dull and pointless. Uh, Feels like it's just going through the motions at this point. Burnt up cigarette. I actually liked the beat on that one, and I thought the flow was better than on most of the tracks. Pointless F-bomb thrown in there for no reason. Not even, oh, we're talking about cigarettes, we're talking, no, it's, it's the full version of the word. Yeah, I, I thought that was what they were doing. Maybe again, poor translation. I'll, I'll chalk it up to that. Lyrics are shitty as ever, but really fall apart towards the end with the, hey, what? Self-styled, I just wrote, I'm so over this. Yeah, this is where I mentally, uh checked out like after a while it's hard to even listen to the songs my brain's not even grasping what the rhythms or the notes or the words are like i'm just falling through this like you know how your brain tries to filter out information you know so that it can be the most sufficient it can be you know like you don't remember what everything looks like in your in your peripheral and stuff like that you know enough to matter like, this music didn't matter enough to remember it. It was just like, yeah, you, you don't need to keep this information. No, no, no. Reading the nonsense lyrics just wasn't important anymore. Right, it's, it's like, not worth it's, the effort. It's not gonna make sense. Don't even waste your time. And the lyrics aren't bad enough to highlight. That's the thing. I beg to differ. In the song Hang Out, I'm down, I'm down. I should be one of the Beatles. Life's a sad song. Hard to tweedle deedle. Downer, though. Nine and a half minutes. Nope. I wanted to test myself to see how long I'd make it. I made it three minutes, and I just said, fuck it. I couldn't fucking do it. Uh, this gets a one from me. Fucking zero. If there's ever an album you don't need to listen to, it's this. I hated it. 
it was a uh, miserable experience of just head in my hands, confusion, <laughs> wanting it to be over as quickly as possible. And if you go on Spotify, you get the deluxe edition where you get Ooh. to hear it again, but live. When I saw that it was two hours, I almost, like, I, <laughs> dude, I was, I was about to, like, go to you, like, I'm sorry, man, this can't happen. <laughs> this cannot stand. Yeah, but when I saw that it was like, oh, it's just the live version, I was like, I just, <laughs> my heart slowed down in the beating just a little bit, like, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, uh, I think it's safe to say that we had a different experience. Very polarizing week. Yeah. Welcome to 2019. Your request this week. Kyle uh, Boniface requested Wizville by Ocean Wisdom. Again, very heavy accent. A lot of the same kind of experience. Going on Genius, trying to read lyrics. Uh, incomplete, a lot of question marks because... Like when we were listening to um, English Beat, very heavy on the slang at times to where it's like, all right, I don't quite know what that means. This album for me had, uh, it was varied in quality. I I'll say that. There are some songs I thought were really good. For me, personally, after a while, it started to drag. The album is an hour and 20 minutes. And I personally don't think it needs to be anywhere near that long. I thought the song started to get a little samey and the experience started to wear thin. The intensity with which he rhymes never lets up. Eh, it does. The songs I care for less are the songs where he sounds like he's basically just talking. I love those songs, though. They're like the slick. I think we had a very different experience. You know what it was? I was driving. I was driving last night. And it was nighttime, and I think these beats, they just hit the right the right tone. I love British accents. Right, yeah. This is right up your alley. You know, so, so alright, this is a bit of a cheat. This is a bit of a cheat. But I will say, if you play this while you're driving, bro, you know, maybe hitting 70 or, you know, just a little bit over. This is the soundtrack for that, because this shit will make you feel like, I'm a motherfucking star boy. Dude, I loved the music on every one of these songs. And it, it, it really did feel like it felt like at some point I should have been like, man, I'm getting bored with this. But it was just like, no, but every time the beat is good and every time the rhymes are awesome. What was that one line where he goes like, got more whips than a dominatrix? I was like, oh shit. And, and, and it was like, it was one of those perfectly crafted things where it's just like the, the, um, the engineering, just like everything was just so crisp. I got this shit perfect, uh, hitting three points like swish, and then you hear the little, the, the, the cloth of the basketball hitting the, you know what I mean? I didn't care for that one though. Oh, <laughs> I loved that one. That was perfect. Uh, play that one while driving at night. I guarantee you. <laughs> okay, look, you, you are right because I enjoyed this album when I wasn't paying as much attention to it lyrically. Uh, when I'm just driving, and whatever, I liked it a lot more. When I actually sat down, got on Genius, and really paid attention to it is where the faults uh, really started to shine for me. Songs like Swoosh, I hated the chorus. And it's like, I hate it because there are points that I really enjoyed on here, but then there are songs where I just really didn't like. 
And it starts with, in my opinion, one of the weaker ones, eye contact. I think he has the the Will Smith level cockiness to pull off what he's doing. It, like, that's that's what I think it is. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you hear a Will Smith line. It's not that it was that great, but Will Smith has a charisma to pull it off. Oh, my God. What, first of all, I just want to say the beat for righteous, immaculate, nothing short. The righteous. I love that shit. <laughs> I really like the beat and the sample, all that shit. Yeah, that, that one was good. That was fucking as crisp as it got. After Eye Contact, which for me wasn't the best introduction on the album, I thought the next three songs are the overall best on the album. Uh, Don, Into Bricker Bat, Into Ting Dun. Ooh. Fucking Dun Diggity Dun sample. Like, that shit was so good. And, awesome. yeah, boy, I can't go without can't mentioning meth. <laughs> fucking meth again. <laughs> Both uh, Ocean Wisdom's and uh, Method Man's ver- uh, flows are dope on uh, Ting Dun. I think it's just if you start paying a little too much attention to the lyrics, it's like a lot of the songs are just kind of saying the same shit. Sound-wise, I'm totally with you. They do sound very crisp. The engineering, the production, very good, top-notch. I thought the first half was definitely better than the second half, but the second half had some moments, too. Songs I really didn't enjoy. Uh, actually, you know, th- there was just one uh, that I thought was the absolute weakest. I was just annoyed listening to it. Was uh, track 15. By the way, there's 21 songs on this album. Less is more. You could have kept that shit. You know what? I'll definitely give you that one. That shit was annoying. L- less is more, but more is more. So give me more, like, oh, uh, yeah. And then I feel like a Biggie song did this better. And then if you don't get it by that point, it has to drive the point home with the fucking Oliver sample. I'd like some more. Like, oh, Ah! hey, fuck off. I hated that song. And it's between two songs that aren't that bad, Flavors and uh, Western Road. But, oh, my God, less is more. It should have been a fucking outtake. It was such garbage. You could have had a clean, even 20 songs if you include the bonus track without that one. But I will say that in the context of the album, uh, the last track, Goose Fraba FM does really come out of nowhere, especially after Perspectives and Menacing. They're more, they were more the laid-back songs, but I thought that worked with his laid-back delivery, like, that actually showed some personality and I wish more songs were like those two. Officer, I loved the way he did that reference to Karis one The Overseer, Overseer, Officer. You remember that? Yeah, I don't know why the fuck he needed to do that for that long, though. But I thought it was a dope shout-out, though. Uh, he could have done that once and it would have been fine. It went on forever. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. Damn, man, I thought we was going to be, I thought we was going to nah. be gushing, man. Nah. Damn. Th- there are some songs I felt really strong about, but I don't know. A lot of the choruses I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I didn't care for the chorus on incidents. Do you feel like it's like a JID thing where it's just like there's a lot of focus on the uh, on the impressiveness of the flow, but not as much on what's being said? Mm, no, because there's some songs that I wasn't even really impressed with the flow. So hmm. I'm not even really going like, really? to... Western, like Western Road I thought was okay. Uh, Flavors I thought was okay. I was digging this, man. Wow. Wow. You're really not coming. Th- 
you know, maybe, maybe it was the juxtaposition with the other album we were listening to. <laughs> I don't know about And it was that. just like the breath of fresh air that I needed. Like, wait, oh my God, these, these words are in a sequence that actually form a phrase that makes sense. Oh my God. <laughs> Your fucking standards were lowered so much. No, I'm not, I'm not even saying the album was that bad. Just cutting to the end, I did end up giving it a three out of five. A lot of them just ended up giving like 2.5s because the more I actually paid attention to shit, it's like, man, th- this flow is really cool, not really saying anything cool or interesting, and like in Debo, the fucking Evo, that whole fucking shit could have went, that took up way too much time. I think that's the main thing, is that there was too much time focused on... Like, I thought the speed rapping segments were cool. I thought you know what I think it is? It. There is a lot of speed rapping, and I think that just to you is just not, it's just not your cup of tea. No, see, I thought he handled the speed rapping better than people we've listened to in the past. Okay. I don't even really have an issue with the speed rapping parts. It's more the slow down parts where I'm actually just listening, and it's like there were so many songs about the same damn thing. It, it is a Wu Tang like album where it's like, this is just about how good. You know, the skill, you know? And sometimes that fucking comes across, and sometimes it doesn't. I will say, uh, he had a really good crop of features on here. And almost every time, I thought the features did a better job. Except in the song uh, Righteous, where I really liked that uh, Rodney, I liked his verse... But it ended up being, like, really fucking short, especially compared to Oceans. And then he has another guy in there, Roots, who just... Roots Maneuver, yeah. In my opinion, just killed the momentum in flow and quality. And I just wish they would have given Rodney two verses, because I thought he was so much better. I recognize his name from uh, the second Gorillaz album, Demon Days. And he was whack on that song, too. Oh, no. (laughs) What a track record. Let me quote uh, what one of his lyrics, because I remember even as a kid being like, okay, I know Gorillaz is usually pretty abstract, but this doesn't make any sense. This is some urban dance squad level, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, it was on All Alone, yeah, where the chorus is not their most creative work. All alone, all alone, all alone, all alone, all Oh, wow. Is that what he was saying? Okay, so guys, I'm going through these lyrics for the first time in years. <laughs> so he says, Leviticus, De- Deuteronomy. I never knew what he was saying. Apparently he's saying Leviticus and Deuteronomy. But let me listen to the track again. Let me hear what it sounds like. Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Like, I almost feel like I'm missing something. Like, it's pronounced so wrong, I'm almost afraid someone's going to be like, well, actually, this is how it's pronounced in Jamaica. Like, yeah, that, that, that is a possibility. Leviticaso Deuteronomy. Okay, Leviticaso, maybe in Italian, sure. that's how you say it. But Deuteronomy, that can't be it. That, <laughs> that, that can't be right. I think it was at the point of I Ain't Eaten where I know things weren't being recycled but a lot of the songs are just kind of feeling the same to me and I'll definitely give you this if this was chopped to an hour I would not feel like I missed anything you could have cut like three or four songs and I yeah I think this would have been a more enjoyable listen because I think a big part of it was that it just overstayed its welcome but 
That is to say that the last three songs, actually, no, more than that, Incidents Was Alright, Perspectives, Menacing, and the bonus track, I thought those were all fine. So it did redeem itself towards the end. I think I wouldn't have been as harsh on it. Like, I think the songs I didn't enjoy as much, I probably would have been able to ignore or forgive some of the things that bugged me about them. They wouldn't have got on my nerves as much. No, I give this one a four out of five. Like I said, I, I enjoy, and I think it's just like I enjoy the uh, th- that catches my ear more so i like listening to it the speed rapping and what they're doing with this sort of stuff and again the accent kind of got me i was in the right mood so hey if you like british accents and you're, and you're driving home from a long trip i guess that's it this is the album for you uh th- that's the context for that album i give it a four out of five but there is no context in which you need to listen to the first album that we reviewed because oh my god uh well that about wraps it up uh, for this week's show. Thank you very much for checking us out, and thank you very much for bearing with us in these awkward uh, holiday weeks where we had to take some time off, and finally getting back into the swing of things uh, should be back to normal here. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff planned for y'all. Oh yeah, absolutely. We still got a shit ton of requests uh, coming your way. If this is your first time listening to us, though, you can hear all of our old episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. 2019 um, resolution is to get the podcast on Spotify. Bear with us. We'll, uh, we'll get that figured out one day. Check us out on YouTube, obviously. Subscribe to our channels. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss, uh, new episodes. Uh, but that about wraps it up. Thank you very much for listening. And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Of course I'm on torrent. I'm driving a Porsche over the floorboards over the... F- Four points, while you're in the four tours, getting an abortion and a divorce at the same time to hear support him. Is that the guy who was imitating Eminem? Yeah. <laughs> Driving a four tours on the four boards. <laughs> you know you know what that guy rapping reminds me of? That guy is like if Urban Dance Squad did Eminem songs. <laughs> and that's it's, the perfect way to end it right there. 